A very warm welcome to This World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello everyone and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. My name is Rebecca Wheel. I am one of the directors at World Game Changers and today I am joined by a um, a returning guest but also a host at the same time. So I kind of feel like we're co-hosts at this point, <laughs> Paul. Um, so welcome uh, Paul to the podcast. Thank you and what was really um, amusing dear listeners when the way Rebecca had to think about who I was. She, I don't think she quite knew how to describe me, but that's fine. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which, that's true. I was going to give you your title, and then I was like, oh, hang on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is quite cool. ironic, isn't it, in, in light of our previous uh, episode around this, this title of, you know, the greatest challenge in life, because mm. we spoke about identity. And yeah, I just, true. I don't know, a little sort of smile there, listeners, that Rebecca was fumbling for an identity. Yes. Call me a Christmas tree, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the one and only Paulo. <laughs> no, the one and only Christmas tree. <laughs> pink banana or whatever. Anyway, enough of this 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 humour. How do we enjoy ourselves? So um, I'm going to revert back to Penny because, listeners, you've heard me, you know, we talk about identity and you know, uh, Rebecca is affectionately known as Penny. So um, we might we might play with it. It might be Rebecca. It might be Fred. It might be Joe. It might be Bill. Who who knows? Who cares? What's in a name? Yeah. Surely it's more important that the energy that transfers between us, not just between Rebecca and I on this podcast, but for people in general. You know, the the little old lady you speak to in the bus queue, the old gentleman in the bank, the young guy in the park, whatever it is. It's that dance, isn't it? It's how we communicate that makes people feel special. Mm, um, totally. Yeah. So, Rebecca, Penny, Fred, Joe, Bill. <laughs> the greatest challenge in life is drumroll. Yes. What is so, it? So okay. So just to um just touch on what you just said, I think it's so fun to have different names and play with it. And and mm. uh I completely agree that like those magical moments um of just meeting someone random, you know, someone random in 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 the street or having a, just a quick conversation with someone and it's the the energy that um they feel that they take away with them that is left as a kind of imprinted um uh part of their memory. So, yeah, it's in the energy, isn't it? So, um okay, so the greatest challenge with life is now, there's a couple of things here, because in the last episode, if you've watched uh, or listened to the last episode that we did, The Greatest Challenge in Life is number one, uh, Paul actually left us with a cliffhanger. So I'm sure we'll get to the uh, the cliffhanger um, moment at some point, but I just wanted to to mention that here at the top of that, because um, you, you mentioned, Paul, that there was a, a kind of an answer that you had for this. Um, in mind that you would conclude it with mm. so just mentioning that at the top of the conversation really to just kind of plant that there um 
I have been thinking about, so my answer in the last podcast was um, that my greatest challenge is myself. And I've been thinking about that and I've been having a look at what's what falls underneath that and and I've identified <laughs> identified um that one of the things is self-belief that is a massive massive challenge for me um and I'm sure uh, people can relate to that and uh, resonate with that um any thoughts is that something that you struggle with Paul or have done self-belief Mm. Yeah, I mean, for blimey, I mean, that really does open up a can of worms, doesn't it? For all of us, I think, self-belief, you know, I think it's Robbins, Tony Robbins alluded to um, every human on the planet to some degree or other has two inherent fears. Listeners, please forgive me. I've mentioned this so many times, but one of them is is around that self-belief. I'm not good enough. And I think until we learn to let go, which brings in the word control. So hold that thought, control. Until we learn to let go, we're a kind of, you know, and I know we spoke about this, Pen, on our last, uh, on our previous podcast around this, you know, this uh, being a, a prisoner in a goldfish bowl called our head. Mm. And it is about, I think for me, it is around having conversations like this and raising awareness and you know, and letting people know that there are choices in sharing our vulnerability and sharing our experiences, you yeah. know, and letting go of that control. Because in our own mind, isn't it true that we concoct this story? Well, I can't really tell anyone about this because they'll think I'm, they'll judge me. They'll think I'm crazy because nobody else has really ever experienced this. Well, there's an old cliche. First one of the day, listeners, cliches, generalizations, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that a podcast host shouldn't do. That's the first one of the day. Um, but we do. We do have these, you know, we create these stories and we do wickle and worry about being judged. Um and I think until we kind of have that, raise that awareness and have conversations like this and say, do you know what? Encourage doing it inverted commas wrong. Encourage yourself. Play with it. You know, it, it's yeah. getting back in touch with that inner child that doesn't, you know, you, you look at a, a young child, I don't know, four or five, four or five years of age. Um, they don't, they just really don't give a damn about getting it wrong. There is no wrong. And we lose that, mm. don't we, over the years? Because we learn this thing called control. It's deadly. I think control yeah. is, you know, so when I look back on my life, um, and we've all got our own stories and we've all got our own perceptions, notice that, listeners, it's a story. That's all it is. Even though I'm stressing the importance of it, it's a story that we've decided is true. It's a belief. Jim Britt um, speaks about this quite deeply. I mean, uh, he actually elaborates on all beliefs are false. It's something we have decided is true based on our model of the world. Now, that's a whole different podcast in its own right. Um, but, you know, to go back, Pen, to your question around, you know, um, self-belief. I mean, you and I did a an exercise around beliefs or many, many moons ago around imagine it on a, a table and on the top of that table is a is a name card, which is your belief. So I don't know. One of my beliefs, and I'm going to share this with you, 
I think I've shared it before, is I don't like cats. So you imagine a tabletop that's got this label on or this, this piece of paper that says, I do not like cats. Obviously, the table is supported by legs. Now, there will be these legs will be there. These support mechanisms will support that belief, will support that tabletop. Something somewhere would have provided those legs. So it could have been when I was a kid, I was scratched by a cat or I was attacked by a cat or, or whatever it was. Um, I don't know. It could have been anything. But I had that belief for many, many years. And then when, um, in a, you know, a few years ago, um, my ex-girlfriend and I bought a little kitten from a local uh, cat sanctuary in Spain for her mother. And one night, it was like two o'clock in the morning, and we're upstairs in the granny flat and was awoken by this wailing from a from this young kitten. And somehow it had got up onto the the six foot perimeter wall and it was there in agony. So I went down, um, you know, to see what the and, you know, my ex-girlfriend and her mother got up and et cetera, et cetera. Now, it was clear that the the beautiful young feline was in a lot a lot of distress. I think it had either been kicked, hit by a baseball bat or something, or hit by a car. Anyway, to cut a long story short, um, the young life was lost. I was absolutely devastated. And I'm being devastated. And this didn't last for just in the moment, seeing this beautiful life pass. This went on for days and days and days and days. What that did for me, Penn, was made me realize that I'd got this real in-depth belief that I do not like cats. Well, for somebody do that doesn't like cats, you've got an awful funny way of showing it. Because that brought me to my knees. Mm. It absolutely tore the heart out of me. And it was a great, and that was as recent as... Well, it was, yeah, I mean, it's more recent times. I don't know, seven or eight years ago. I mean, I'm not sort of, I don't kind of keep track of time. Um, yeah. But it was relatively recently anyway, seven, eight, nine years ago, whatever it was. Now, that was a real eye-opener for me. Okay, what other beliefs have you got then, Paul? What other beliefs have you got that don't hold any water? And to go back to the tabletop analogy, if you keep shaking those legs on that table, they're going to become unstable. So how do we shape these beliefs? There's the, the seven levels of why. I call them the seven levels of why. So you'd say to me, Rebecca, um, you've got a belief around X or Y, you know, this, this lack of self-belief, if you will. And I'd say, why? So that's level one. Well, you know, blah, blah, blah. OK. Why? That's level two. Usually, yet again, um, generalization number two listeners of the day. By the time you get to level three or four, you've disempowered the belief. It's an exercise. It's a technique that's well worth trying. Just keep asking yourself every time you need really somebody to objectively keep you, you know, sort of on point because you can wriggle out of it if you do it to yourself. Because um, when it gets a bit awkward or uncomfortable, it's, oh, do you know what? I'll just leave it. It's easier. Whereas if you've got somebody kind of holding you accountable and say, I'm sorry, no, we'll, we'll see this through. It's done from a place of love and compassion.
but we're going to see this through because we're going to shake the legs on this table so much that because this belief is not serving you. That's just a simple technique. Bit of a long-winded answer, Pen, but does, does that answer or do we need to uh, go down another rabbit hole? <laughs> no, that's that's great, you know, and um, it's interesting that that story that you shared really uh, brought to light that beliefs are not truths. So, you know, and, and particularly I love that exercise because it strips it back and it really... Um, really puts it to the test and and gets you to question it because I I feel like these beliefs as you say is it serving you and also they can become even if it's a belief that you feel like is serving you um you can get trapped in, in that container of that belief and actually um it can hinder any progress or growth and so um being open-minded and and being willing to challenge all beliefs mm. is um, a really healthy thing, um, you know, to, to be able to do. So I love that exercise and um, mm. I think that's a really helpful tool. Yeah, it's part of giving us freedom. Is it? It's given me an immense amount of freedom over the years not to be contained by walls or ceilings or, you know, I mean, I had a whole host of inverted commas beliefs. I mean, another one and, and you know, knowing my kind of personal relationships with the amazing people in world game changes, particularly our American um, people. One of my beliefs that ran parallel was I do not like Americans. Mm. Now, can you imagine that now as, mm. you know, I mean, where did that come from? Yeah. Where on earth did that come from? Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how we pick these things up and, and we get conditioned. There's another one. You know, when we talk about the greatest challenge in life, you can throw conditioning in there. It's a big one. Mm. Oh, from an early age, we've learned something. A seed's been planted, particularly in those formative years as a child. It's massive, absolutely yeah. massive. And I don't think, you know, we may understand the power of that. Something from childhood that was seemingly innocuous. Well, you know, that happened to me and it was no big deal. Well, we can't compare what is or isn't a big deal. You know, you and I have spoke about this, Pen. Well, you know, which is the greater? Somebody that's had a loss in their life, a bereavement, or somebody that's broke a fingernail? Now, straight away, the outside world's going to say, well, how can you compare breaking a fingernail to somebody that's lost a loved one? Well, you know, that's on the surface of it, a judgment that, you know, most people would say, yes, I agree with that. However... To the person that's never really lost anyone and lived in a certain way, breaking a fingernail could be like the ultimate, ultimate heartbreaker. You know, mm. and people are going to judge that. People are going to yeah. judge that, but it's what it means to us, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, obviously, that's a really extreme example to kind of emphasize the point. But I really am fascinated by this kind of idea about conditioning being the greatest challenge because what it what it what that does for me is is ask the question and be curious around you know there are always going to be things that happen in our childhood that even if we have the most loving best childhood you know ever there are always going to be those negative experience we're going to get maybe told off in school and and so I'm wondering like it doesn't seem like we can particularly avoid conditioning happening to us because it seems like it's going to 
happen really no matter what I mean however good our parents are there's always going to be things that they maybe they don't mean to in most cases they don't mean to at all but um you know passed down to us from their conditioning back of their ancestors um so it doesn't seem like we can avoid that uh conditioning so what can what what can we do um I, I guess one of the things that's coming to me is is awareness because when you have the awareness and especially teaching children at a younger age about awareness so that they can at least know that these things are playing out rather than being the kind of blind to these beliefs and just taking them as true or taking them as um that's just the way things are um but yeah that fascinates me that 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 about that being one of the greatest challenges when it's kind of inevitable any thoughts oh loads you won't be surprised to hear i've got loads of <laughs> thoughts about that um self-observation is key you're right i mean it's uh, you know let's kind of open this up it's not just our parents it's 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 the environment that we're brought up in and it's not just in those formative years of childhood either i mean they are really key but you know in our in our lives we have experiences we have inverted commas disappointments we have elations and we cling to them you know we cling to the extremes particularly if it's a bad one right um I'm never going to go out with a blonde girl again because my uh, blonde girlfriend dumped me and all blondes are bad, inverted commas. Um, conversely, oh, when I went out with a redhead, it was the happiest time of my life. So all redheads are good, safe bets. And I just use that as one kind of example or, you know, or if you drive a Ford car. When I had my Ford car, it lasted 20 years and I never spent a penny on it. When I had another make of car, it kept breaking down and it cost me a fortune. I'll never buy that make of car again. So it can be something as simple as that that reinforces this thing called a belief. So, you know, and our education, our, you know, our peers, our siblings, uh, seniors in our life, experiences in our lives, our communities, all these things that contribute to experiences. But what we tend to do, I think, you know, if you imagine the example of um, an actor on a screen watching a film, we become that character. Mm. We watch this rather than as you was watch a film on, on a screen and you'd see the character. We become that character and we play out that drama because we've been there before. You know, it kind of lends itself to that old saying, better the devil, you know. Well, no, it's not better the devil, you know. So it's about having that self-observation, that self-awareness to break that pattern. But you don't know, is cliche number three, you don't know what you don't know. So how would you? But it's conversations like this that, you know, that encourage, hopefully, shared experiences to say, do you know what? I've been through that. And by the way, this is my experience of a belief, I don't like cats or I don't like blondes or I don't like Americans or whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. The principle's the same. And it's conversations mm. like this where people challenge us, um, you know, some some might call it tough love. And in many respects, you, you're right, Benny. Um, you know, we go through life and I've, if we're lucky, if we're lucky, I think we get to a stage of, right, okay, 
I need to change this. And if I can't change it because it's external, I let it go. And I know that sounds oversimplistic, but there's so much that we can take our power back. So if we can't change that external, what we can change is how we perceive it and how we frame it. Yeah. And that is about self-observation and mm. going inward and saying, OK, look, this is this terrible stuff's happening in the world. And we could drive ourselves nuts with it. These extra, you know, back in 1974, I attempted suicide on the back of an external circumstance. In other words, I gave my power away to a football team. And because they lost two games, it's more than I could cope with. Because I'd created a belief system around one day I would wear with, with pride the red shirt of Nottingham Forest. And when they did, they had the audacity to lose two games back to back. In the space of 48 hours, my world was shattered because I'd put my belief in something external. And it's about having that self-observation from my experience to bring that power back to me. So if my football team loses now, it's like, well, it's actually nothing to do with me. Mm. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Um you know conversations like this as you say it's it's the the way to be able to connect with each other and actually recognize that we're all uh much more similar than we we think because as you, you know we, we get caught up in this um way of thinking um in this isolated world you know in our own way uh in our own worlds and um and yeah conversations like this and just being open and vulnerable and just sharing these things um and as you say that like um being able to um be challenged on a belief or be um uh be able to to dance with that and dive deeper around it unpeel it you know um uh, unravel what's kind of going off underneath that and just kind of take a look at it and be curious um, around that so mm. so okay so we've we've talked about self-belief and we've talked about conditioning um anything else coming to your mind in the greatest challenge in life well we spoke about purpose the other day didn't we I mean I think there's many things let's, let's just let me just think about what we might, uh, I mean, I don't want to let the, no pun intended listeners, but I don't want to let the the cat out of the bag. Um, hmm. Well, I've got one we can explore if, if, if you like. Um, it's actually one that you mentioned earlier yeah. um, about letting go. Hmm. So we could talk about that a bit or if you've got anything else. Um, that's coming to mind I've got quite a few but uh, what, what's been processing Penn as we've been speaking here um, is I think there's a third and final one on the back of this on this this second one that we're doing now and I mm. kind of want to keep I want to sing listeners that's what I want to do I want to sing which has got absolutely <laughs> nothing to do with this thread of podcast or maybe it has maybe anyway, it has maybe it has <laughs> um, so I'm kind of um, I'm kind of holding back a little bit, <laughs> I'm teasing or however you want to frame it. So, yeah, um, and I'm waffling as well. So, yeah, put on the table then so that let it go. Th those mm. three most important words in the world, let it go. 
Where mm. do you want to take this one? We haven't been down a rabbit hole for a bit, have we? See if you can take <laughs> us down a rabbit hole. Okay. Well, what comes to mind when you were talking about it earlier, a visual came to my mind. And this is something that I try and tune into sometimes when I'm struggling with letting go. Mm. And excuse me, what it is, is imagining, I don't know why it's, it is in space for some strange reason, but imagining there's a rock, right? In, and you're in space, you're in the galaxy, there's stars all around. And you're kind of clinging to this one rock because it feels like safety. It's there, you know, there's, there's, the, it's a piece of land and you're kind of clinging to it. Um, and that feels like the safe thing to do. But actually, when you let go, I'm, I'm trying to tune into that feeling of like when you're holding on to something versus when you actually just let go and just that feeling of falling, but there's no ground to hit. So you're you're just falling. So you you surrender into it and just feel the full release of just letting go. And mm. so when I'm struggling with it, I try and tune into the feeling of letting go. And and if I'm ever kind of like not sure about something or a situation, and often if I'm questioning if I'm letting go, it's it's when I'm not letting go because I think you know when you've let go because you're in this kind of like peace and and surrender and softening to what kind of what is really. Mm. So so that came to my mind, um, mm. that kind of metaphor visual, if you like, of that like tapping into the feeling of what letting go feels like. Mm. that's beautiful enough and I feel that's going to be different for all of us and it, it is about you know what that speaks to there is that what story we're telling ourselves around it and you know when we one of the greatest challenges in life is we don't tell ourselves good enough stories we tell ourselves conditioned stories because they're easy better than devil that's that you know that would be a great book title or even a podcast, Better the Devil You Know, things things we've done that have not served us. And the letting go is really just a, I say just, but this understanding, we're back to that self-observation of, can I change this? Can I change it? Yes or no? Well, if it's external, like I've said, maybe we can't. But as sure as eggs are eggs, I can change the way I perceive it and the story I tell around it and ask myself, is this serving? How am I feeling inside about what I'm telling myself now? Am I grabbed by fear? It's another one, the dirty four letter F word, fear. Mm. Because we, we create, we co-create that so much in our world. I have, and I say we, apologies for that, listeners, I shouldn't sort of you know, project that on onto you. But, um, you know, uh, the risk of using the royal we, we do as humans. And, you know, I will take responsibility and say some of the madness and craziness I've created and, and darkness and turmoil in my life has down, been down to me. Not mm. blaming and lashing out to others, me. Because I've had a choice, whether I was aware of it or not at the time, to see how I reframe that. And that freedom that goes with, do you know what? This is really no big deal. But boy, mm. have I made it a big deal. So can I ask you a question around that? Um, that realisation 
that the things, the fear has been down to you. Mm. When you were in the midst of that fear, was there on some level an awareness that it was you that was manifesting that or or did that come later did that did that was that not there or present at all no I mean that's later in life uh, because mm. the other thing is I had nobody to guide me at all you know I was mm. an experiential learner you know what I would have given with hindsight for somebody you know, where the, to en- encourage a conversation like this, for example, or the many conversations that prevail on this podcast, you know, people that have got a different perspective to to help. Now, what's really interesting about that, Penn, is things were said to me by some elders, yeah, that, which at the time it's like, what on earth are they talking about? Right. And I never forgot the words. And as the years have gone by, it's like, Okay, I get that now. Mm. I get that now. And what's really, really strange is, strange is, I don't know. But I can remember a a priest saying to me, I don't know, about 15 or 16, around the highest, um, the highest energy, the highest connection being that of a spiritual one. And I don't mean kind of, what I mean, you know, however, whatever spirituality means to you, I don't want to kind of, you know, try and define that into, is that new age or is that religious or or is whatever is it is? It's, that's not the, the point here. But this and this is where I conceptualized me many, many years later, this SEMP triangle. Where if you imagine the triangle split into four and at the bottom of the pyramid is the P, the, the physical. The next one up is the M, the mental. The next one up is the E, the emotional. And the top of that is the S for spiritual. And what you said to me, and bear in mind, I'm a kid of 16. I'm on the streets and I'm wild. And he called me over and I'd been in a fight. And, uh, you know, he called me over and he said, boy, you really think you're some boy, don't you? And of course, at that age, I thought I could fight the world. Um, And uh, I had a damn good go trying as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, cocky as you like, arrogant as you like, ego driven as you like. But actually, I was so driven by fear. I was a very, very frightened, vulnerable little boy inside. And I actually carried that mask for years. But the point is, his point around that the top of that triangle, I conceptualized the triangle, not him. But when he kind of created that hierarchy of if you've got that spiritual connection with somebody, that deep, deep, deep spiritual connection with somebody, the others just sit underneath. But we kind of, or I did anyway, I've got to stop saying we and us. I really prioritise the base of the physicality. You know, if I had a girlfriend, she had to be the most gorgeous girl available. The fact that we didn't get on didn't matter because the image was everything. That's why in later life I've I've coined the phrase substance over style. Because for me, uh, I've seen the style come and go. Um, the substance stands the test of time. Um, I've gone down a rabbit hole, Pen. I've gone down <laughs> a rabbit hole. I knew we would. I'm glad well, we have. You, yeah, you were inviting the rabbit hole manifestation. <laughs> in, in, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've done it. <laughs> we've done it, listeners. Um, yes, there's there's a lot there's a lot in that, and uh, it's interesting about the mask 
you, you spoke about the mask that you wore as well. And it's almost like the insecurities and the kind of that that ego, that facade, mm. the, the the kind of the more that that scales up is like equal to the, the amount of insecurity and fear and actual pain. It, it seems that there's yeah. a kind of correlation between the amount of pain that was being felt. Yeah at that time so yeah yeah and that you know for letting go I, I suppose the point I was trying to make on you know looking back I think it's invaluable that we have conversations like this and we're not we you know we're not trapped in that goldfish bowl and we learn in the confidence of certain chosen ones to smash glass ceilings and break out that you know whatever the metaphor is the 10 meter diving board but you know, to break out of that because there is immense liberation in it, immense. And I speak from a lot of experience with that. But of course, the ego is not going to do that. No, um, you know, I'll keep you safe. Just just stick to what you know best. And if you are going to nudge forward, well, just nudge forward a little bit because you don't really want to go mm. to the extreme. And if you are going to go on a diving board, make it three inches, not 10 meters, you know, and all this self-talk that comes back into play but it's about then mm. having the faith and the trust to know that you're in the right hands with the right people and having that courage to to embrace that freedom and that's really what's played out in my life yeah and I've done yeah. it the long hard way by the way mm. but the way that was in a sense that you know that's the the, the soul's uh, purpose of what you've chosen to do and and, yeah. and um, yeah know. absolutely absolutely definitely but mm. uh you know i do look back on sort of um and think you know and we you know the stories we tell ourselves listeners you know wow I, and we've all said this i'm sure um <laughs> if only i knew then what i know now <laughs> well yeah, you know it's... try saying that at you know eight <laughs> o'clock on a saturday night when the lottery numbers have just been announced oh do you know what i chose 36 in, in, in instead of 37 i chose 48 instead of 49 if only but that's yes. the beauty of life isn't it and just saying oh well do you know what and trusting in the process and trusting in certain people hmm. it's priceless yeah that's such a key point is that is that trust and having that faith yeah um because a lot of the time when we do these you know these scary things um i know in in my life what i've experienced um particularly recently being out my comfort zone a lot you know in the mm. last kind of however long and and as you say it's that courage to step into the unknown and the ego wants to it to only be a you know oh i only do a little bit or any kind of as you you know describe that diving board I feel like there's a, there's a fine balance of those stepping stones and uh but it's about the taking action isn't it because even if it is one stepping stone in the direction of the growth of the of the scary place that you know you know you need to go towards but you're scared to do it even one stepping stone in that direction is is such growth and and actually that rewrites the pattern that's in your whole energy field when you do make that step and then it makes the next step a bit not easier I'd say but maybe the faith builds the trust builds of the mm. process um 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I could see that. But I suppose what that speaks to there for me is is like when this this two this two ways of suffering, isn't it? There's the old Chinese torture of drip, 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 slow but drawn out and laborious, or there's the short, sharp shock. And I'm not saying one's right over the other, but we have choices to make about well, which one are we going to go for? You know, jumping in a, a, off a 10 metre board into a freezing cold pool is going to take your breath away. Hmm. When you've done it in a matter of seconds, it's done. Yeah. As opposed to standing there and, well, you know, OK, um, let me let me just jump in a pool with no diving board. I mean, I'm not saying one's right above the other. All I'm saying is there, you know, yet again, there are choices. And I think for me, yeah. what I've found over the years, it's about having that confidence in that person. That knowing he or she's alongside you to help you along because they've trod that path before. And I suppose the, the modern day terminology for that is mentorship. Just to say, trust, yeah, yeah. trust. I've been here mm. before. I've got you. I've got you on this. I know yeah. you're scared because I've been here before, but just trust. And that is mm. a leap of faith, which yet again, with hindsight, listeners, you know, to have had somebody to even push me off that metaphoric board. Looking back, I would have given my I would have given my uh, my last 10 pence for. Mm. Yeah, such an important, uh, you know, incredible thing to have that that person, that mentor. Um, what I was thinking about in the stepping stones, I know we've used the kind of metaphor of the diving board, but I was thinking about um, something that I particularly am uh, fearful of. And I, and I know it's one of the massive fears among humans generally is public speaking. And I was thinking about, you know, um, if, for example, if I was to now go to a, a massive stadium of people, of thousands and thousands of people, that's a that's a huge leap, and that's that's the kind of uh, sim uh, similar um, you know comparison of jumping off the really high the the highest kind of diving board. But I feel like <clears throat> maybe this is a belief, maybe this is conditioning. Who knows? But there's also the method in it where I would be overwhelmed in that situation. And it would actually um, likely not. Uh, obviously, we learn from every situation, but it would it would feel like such a uh, far leap where it could actually do more damage than than good. So that's kind of where I was coming from with the stepping stones. Is that you know, if you do mm. things bit by bit, you kind of actually don't even notice that it's even a scary thing because you're kind of doing it. Um, you know, bit by bit. So, yeah, it's an interesting one to ponder on, I guess. Mm. Well, my take up on that is let me slip back into mentoring role, if I may, and say, right, okay, the next time that there's an opportunity in front of people, say for me to be on stage, I'd love to invite you all because I've got your back. And let's actually increase that 10 metre board to 30, 50 metres. So you come alongside on stage with me. I've got your back. I'll hold your hand and we'll just blast it out of the water. How about so you... that as a story? Yeah, I, I get I get the method in it. I get the method. I just. Um, 
from experience when I've been thrown into things that I'm not quite ready for it's actually put me off more than it would if I has kind of uh, been gently introduced like for example these podcasts I was absolutely terrified at the beginning of of uh, you know when we very first recorded our first podcast um, and to be fair it did need that leap where because I wouldn't you know I could talk to to you and have a conversation record it and you know but the actual official process of recording a podcast there is no kind of like stepping stone to do that really you just you just have to do it you just have to kind of go on and do it so there is that kind of leap there but it's been a gradual process to get to this stage where you know I'm I'm starting to host now and and I feel like that has that like step-by-step process has has allowed me to almost I I don't each time that the 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 notch or the level increases it's it's by a small amount so much so that I don't see it as a huge kind of scary thing if that makes sense so it allows me to make that growth in a kind of organic way but I I do really uh, you know maybe there's just different situations where both is is good and maybe it really does like as you, you you know you mentioned blasting out of the water there's huge growth maybe to be found in those areas when you do um do something completely you know outside of what you ever thought possible so mm. yeah it's, it's an interesting one to kind of to think about and and to explore and I wonder what the listeners think as well I'd be interested um yeah if you if you've got some thoughts or you'd like to let us know what you think write in the comments because I'll be curious curious mm. to hear um you know different perspectives on it so yeah i think that's a beautiful way to end it ben a beautiful way to end it because we've got two very contrasting scenarios here two very contrasting scenarios and i think it, it, you know there isn't a right there isn't a wrong but i think what is key within it all is is sharing the story with somebody sharing that Absolutely. deepest vulnerability that deepest fear you know, that highest elation, having that somebody, that sounding board, that confidant to say, do you know what? No, 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 no. The tears, the tantrums, the joy, the elate, whatever it is, having that 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 intimate relationship with somebody to be able to bounce off it and, you know, kick and scream and, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And then for that person to quote Gabby Bernstein, to know that that person's got your back. Mm. That's key. That's mm. absolutely key. Like I've said earlier on, Pen, you know, I've, I've, you know, wherever I've landed in my world, I've, it's, it's been experiential learning. Mm. Um, well, not totally, because obviously I've, I've done a lot of research and I've worked with some uh, quite celebrated people over the years. Um, but essentially, it's been me. No, I'll do it my way. I will control the situation. That's massive. I will control this. I'll do it my way. Really, what I was doing there was, no, I'll keep hold of this because I'm so fearful I didn't do any other. Mm-hmm. Brings in that trust again. So, you know, fascinating conversation. Um, like as you quite rightly say, listeners, you decide which one's right, which one's wrong. In a world that there isn't actually any right or wrong, there just is. Mm-hmm. Final words to you, Mom. Well, uh, thank you very much, Paul, for joining me today. And uh, it's been a, a great deep dive. And I'm looking forward to the next podcast, the penultimate. Is that the right word? Or is it just ultimate? 
Uh, well, the ultimate. This one's been the, the penultimate. ultimate. Yeah. This is the penultimate. Yeah. See what you've done there. You've put pen before ultimate and come up with penultimate. Oh, oh yeah. There we are. Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> and on that creative, humorous note, listeners, uh, let's sign off by saying, as we always do, remember, the world's changing. Ben? How will you respond? What a double act. Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? <laughs>